You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> I think I died because this must be heaven. No, even better. Welcome to week seven of the NFC East Feast. As always, B. Wills, GBR coming at you. Partner, what is popping? Oh, it's it's going, man. I like that tagline in the intro. I see you always trying to come with something every time we hop on the show. And it's much appreciated, dude. It's a breath of fresh air. I need some fresh air for (laughs) sure. So I I, I do appreciate the effort of those taglines. I'm sure the people are loving those, B. For sure. No, thank you. I put a lot of work into it every week. Um, You know, seven was an easy one to rhyme. Um, but as, as we go on, <laughs> like week 13 is going to be very difficult. But like, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to uh, to always open the show with, with some energy. Um, and let's, let's talk about some energy um, that happened in week six, which saw three of the four NFC East teams copping an L. That started off on Thursday Night Football last week, where the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 28 to 22. Now, George, I'm sure you saw this game got pretty ugly pretty quickly. I believe um, in the third quarter, it was 28 to 7. And I was around like, oh, man, the poor Eagles are going to get blown out. But they rallied and they actually made it a competitive football game. They scored two late touchdowns. Um, Jalen Hurts running the football again, of course, um, to to make this a competitive game. And uh, I think I, I come away from this game almost impressed in a loss. We've said that before about the Eagles. And I, I text you during this game, and I said, I, I don't know why, but I'm rooting for Philly. And I think it's just because I love Jalen, man. I love the kid's heart. Obviously, he's struggling a little bit, throwing the ball downfield. Only completed 12 passes for 115 yards. Um, but like I said, two rushing touchdowns. And again, Miles Sanders, nine carries for 56 yards. That's six yards a carry. Why are they not feeding the football to Miles Sanders? I don't get it, man. But I mean, what what did you think? What, are you in the boat uh, like me? Uh, are you a fan of Jalen, or are you looking at those twelve completions and thinking this just isn't working out? Well, it's really tough because I think we discussed last week that we wanted to see Jalen Hurts throw the ball downfield. Yes, and we just didn't see it. And and I was excited about it. I was like, he's going to be forced to do it. They're going to want to stop the run. They're going to want to stop the RPOs. And Jay Lutz sent us a text. On Thursday as well. And he said, trash. Just, he's <laughs> trash, dude. I mean, no, he's not trash, but I'm just saying he that's cannot. What Lutz, that's what Lud said. <laughs> that's what, You're right. You're right. That's what Lud said. But he, he's not making his reads downfield. I don't know if it's the system. I don't know if it's him. I don't know. As far as Alabama quarterbacks, I just don't know how 
is, I mean, yes, Mac Jones, but other than that, have we Mac, seen a great Alabama quarterback? Uh, Mac I just looks think okay. Are, yeah. Tua, the jury's still out. I mean, the rumor is we won't get into the AFC East, but the rumor is that the Miami Dolphins are about to trade for Deshaun Watson. So that's, that tells you all you need to know about Tua. And I mean, who, who is, who else has Alabama had over the years? Um, AJ McCarron. Um, great yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just never see high caliber quarterbacks come out of that system. So who knows? He the guy's an athlete. I just don't know. I, he's got to prove it to me, man. One, I mean, one of these games, he's going to have to throw twenty-seven to thirty-five times, and it just hasn't happened yet. All right, Luds has a good point here. Um, the Bucks defensive backs have been getting roasted, and Sherman got hurt. And Jalen Hurst still couldn't get it done. Sloppy. So, you know, a good, good point there by Lutz. He'll, he'll come on a little later to give us his picks. He was very good this week going 3-1. and one. And if it wasn't for, actually, the Eagles scoring the fourth quarter touchdown and getting a two-point conversion, Lutz would have um, been perfect. So a very good okay. week for him. We'll, we'll, bring him on, uh, we'll bring him on later. He certainly redeemed himself. But you know, let me tell you, as much as I, th- I think Lutz has a point, these are Jalen Hurts' stats, George, through six weeks. Quarterback rating... Of 88, not bad. 62% completion percentage, okay. Eight touchdowns, four interceptions, and five rushing touchdowns. So if you name those stats out, you would think that they're maybe more of a four and two team than two and four. So maybe it's not, maybe Jalen isn't at the point in his career where he is going to lead a team to victory. But I don't feel like the Eagles are struggling because of him. I think it may be other things. I think we've been saying it for weeks, just the lack of, of willingness to run the football. It's, I, I don't understand it. Um, I, I hope that it changes for, for the sake of the, of the Eagles. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the Bucks. I mean, we, it's, it's, this isn't all bad Eagles. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the defending champions. Tom Brady. Go ahead. So they, I, they are, they are. Yeah, they're, they're, they are. We'll say that Tom Brady, um, a very efficient 34 of 42 pass for almost 300 yards. Um, the real star of this game was, uh, Leonard Fournette. Lenny had 80 yards rushing, 46 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. So he's really taken hold of that backfield. I, I always question, CT sent us a text earlier about um, if he should trade for Leonard Fournette, and Luds was all in. And I'm like, I don't know, man, because you never know. Ronald Jones all of a sudden might be the starter in two weeks. It's like a very New England Patriots running back situation. I just don't, I don't know. But as of right now, Leonard Fournette is a top 10 back in this league as far as stats go. Um, and he was in his bag this game. Lenny was doing his thing, as was Antonio Brown. Nine catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. And it was nice to see O.J. Howard get in the end zone, too. Gronk is a little banged up. So I know the Bucks getting some production out of their former first-round pick out of uh, Alabama is certainly a good sign for them. But, I mean, the Buccaneers are a good football team, man. Obviously, they're, they're going to be playing well into 2022. So, you know, this is a tough, a tough game for Philadelphia. But I give them a lot of credit for fighting. Um Anthony Harris, a guy I called out last week, their safety had an interception of Tom Brady. So there, there's a few bright spots in Philly. And I think depending on, I guess, what kind of rose-colored glasses you're wearing, Jalen Hurts could be considered a bright spot or he can be considered a bum. I just think it's so up in the air right now. And I hope that he gets the support that he certainly deserves going forward. Because as a young quarterback, you know, you need that confidence. So, And I'll take it, it was- back what I said about the Eagles defensive line being a problem for Tampa Bay's <laughs> offensive line. And, you know, Lutz called me out and said, I don't think you understand how good our offensive line is. And, and we all saw that, uh, that game. So that I, I will say that I'll admit to it. Um, I saw it on paper and I thought it looked good, but the Bucks put out 
I mean, it's, I still think the Eagles have a hell of a defensive line. I just think that Ellie Marpet and Jensen and Tristan Wirfs, Donovan Smith, although that's that's a top 10, maybe even top five old line. Like, dude, although Tom I just Brady, love that you named four names off the Tampa Bay's offensive line, dude. That you. is freaking impressive. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> I do my homework. I do my homework. And, and, my, and my boys love the Bucks. You know, shout out, shout out to Luz, shout out to Carsey, shout out to Steven Pons, who's still on the intro, our boy. Um, so, you know, I, I always, you know, you got it. You got it's, it's our local team. So although they're not my team, I still, you know, keep up with the Bucks. But let's um, let's fly to Sunday and let's go to the one o'clock window where your Washington football team, I thought for three and a half quarters, uh. put up a hell of an effort, George. I'm pretty sure this game was like 17 to 13 going into the fourth. And I said last week, I thought the Washington football defense would buckle down play more like the 2020 version of themselves. And they did for a while. But then the fourth quarter, man, um, you know, Mahomes did his thing. We talked about last week, you guys had to make the others beat you and not Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill had 76 yards in the touchdown. Travis Kelsey had 99 yards. Now, that's nothing against the Washington defense. Those are two of the best players in the NFL. Um, Daryl Williams filled in very nicely for an injured Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He had uh, two touchdowns in this game. So if anybody out there um, started him, that was that was a real good play in uh, in fantasy. And I I saw Mahomes had a real ugly interception. So there there was some pressure from the Washington football team. I believe um, your boy Fuller had an interception, and a guy named Bobby McCain. I'm not familiar with Bobby, but congratulations out of Miami. Him. Out of yeah, Miami, I didn't know that. Out of Miami, yeah. Shout out to the U. I mean. I don't know, George. I, I are you? And I'm not doing. I'm not. I, last weekend, I listened back to the episode. I was like, damn, I was kind of mean to Heineke. And I'm not trying to be mean to him. But are you maybe starting to come over to my side and feel that this Heineke honeymoon is coming to an end? Yeah, you know, um, I was pretty strong on Heineke. I think I was also strong on Jason Campbell, Colt McCoy, <laughs> Patrick Ramsey, Heath Schuler, definitely uh, RG3. Definitely Gus Ferrat, RG3. Um who's the boy? Who's the man from the University of Florida? My man Rex Grossman, also oh, sexy very Rexy. high on Rex. So it's let's be real. I'm high on all these quarterbacks and until about 4 weeks in. And we're about four to five weeks in with Taylor, and it's back to being the good old boys and the Redskins, yeah. okay? And I'm seeing more and more, not just the quarterback play. Uh, if we didn't have Terry out there, I don't know what we'd do. We have no receiving court outside of Terry. Curtis just isn't right. Uh, you know, the tight end position, lo- losing Logan Thomas is way bigger than anyone's ever thought. Hey, Seals Jones had a touchdown, though. Ricky Seals yeah. Jones had a touchdown. My man Seals is moving out there, and I actually picked him up on fantasy and got and got got some points out of that. Um, but but yeah, it, it's just the the same old thing. I mean, it was a tale of two halves. I as a fan, I was extremely excited the first half. I I as we all get, you know, when our team starts to struggle and we're our next week up, we start playing pretty well. We get excited and maybe we're going to think we're going to turn the corner, and then you know that second half, that thing just breaks your back you know and you start seeing them doing what they they've been doing all year is is be wide open and zone coverage and run the ball uh pretty much at will six seven eight yards a carry for backup running backs our linebacker play is horrendous we cannot tackle dbs 
leaving people wide open. Ron Rivera, as you spoke prior to the pod, said that Landon Collins is a linebacker. That's right, Landon. You are a linebacker. <laughs> Fill a gap, kid, is all I'm trying to say. So it's getting ugly uh, for us. And uh, I'm going to start hating on us if we don't step it up a little bit. And I remember Brian last year was pretty hard on his team uh, for not stepping up in key situations on his defense. So I'm going to start calling my guys out uh, uh, coming up. And I'm sure they're super worried about me, uh, but they should be worried about this fan base and, and also their paychecks. Heard that, man. I mean, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is eligible to come off of the IR any day now. So, I mean, hold, I, mm, I think, yeah. you know, that's that's some good momentum. Fitzpatrick provides a spark. He's done it everywhere he go, from the time he was at Harvard to his early days in Buffalo to when he was spelling Jameis Winston in Tampa. So maybe he can provide a spark um, and get you guys a couple wins here. Just get get a couple ugly wins, maybe get back to 500 and get in that wild card race. Because as of right I now, obviously... Dude, honestly, if we don't go in 500, I want to lose every game moving forward. Yeah. And I want to get a young quarterback that's going to lead this team because I'm so tired of picking up these free agents. Let's develop somebody in the, in the draft as a, as a pocket passer guy. I know that we took a chance on Dwayne Haskins and let's just eat it. That was a big mistake. Let's move forward and find a young kid out of the draft. For sure. I mean, yeah, going seven and 10 in this league these days, that's quicksand. You might as well. If you're not going to be over 500 and competing for a wild card spot, you might as well suck. But I think the next few weeks uh, will tell the Washington football team's future. The schedule is not getting any easier, unfortunately, for y'all. Um, it's But you guys won the division. So division winners get a tough schedule, and you guys certainly have one. Um, a few bright spots for Washington, though. J.D. McKissick, 65 yards receiving, 45 yards rushing. I think Antonio Gibson is banged up. He's questionable this week. Um, so maybe uh, J.D. will give you all a spark in the running game. Taylor Heineke, 24 of 40 last week for a buck 80 and a, and a touchdown and a pick. Just just not good enough, Taylor. So I, I hope you step up. I'm, I'm a fan of you as a person. But as a football player, I, I think that, you know, that that high that he was on last year when he led y'all um, to a couple of victories at the end of the year and played pretty well in a, in a, in a wild card playoff game, that may be over. But time, time will tell. Time will certainly tell. Um, time is telling me that... The New York football giants are not very good, George. <laughs> <laughs> they hosted the Los Angeles Rams, who I believe are an elite team in this league. And yeah. at the end of the first quarter, the giants actually had a three to nothing lead. But the final score of this game was 38 to 11. The Rams reeled off 38 unanswered points. The giants scored a garbage time touchdown at the very end. And for me, man, this game is all about the Giants' injuries. Obviously, we talked about Saquon Barkley was out in this game. A guy I've been pumping up the past couple weeks, Kadarius Toney, their rookie wide receiver out of Florida. He injured his ankle three plays into this game. Kenny Galladay was out. Um, Sterling Shepard did step up. He had 10 catches for 76. Um, but Daniel Jones, man. And we, we know Daniel Jones is a turnover machine, but he was... At an all-time bad, bro. He had a career-high four turnovers in this game, three picks and a fumble. It's like, man, like we we keep going back and forth with him, or I should say I keep going back and forth with him, thinking like, okay, maybe they're going to give him the contract extension. But I just think after after this game, it's probably leaning towards they're going to be drafting a quarterback in, in uh, the 2022 draft. Uh, Devontae Booker played somewhat admirably, I'll say, in Saquon's absence. Had like 70 total yards, caught some passes out of the backfield. Dante Pettis came in and made a few plays. 
But overall, man, it's the, the Rams are they're a juggernaut. Matthew Stafford threw four touchdowns. Uh, Daryl Henderson is playing uh, very, very well with the uh, injured uh, Cam Akers um, out for the year. Uh, Daryl Henderson had 78 yards rushing, 30 yards receiving, a couple touchdowns. Cooper Cup, another 130 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, this is this is an elite team, man. I would put the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, and as a homer, I would say my Cowboys might be in there too as the best teams in the NFC. So I don't know. For you, was this good Rams, bad Giants, or maybe like a little bit of both? I think it was definitely both. I mean, I think the second quarter the Rams put up 28 points. Yeah. And they sc- and they scored 38 all game. So that was just an imploding quarter. I think there was at least uh I'll say two turnovers that quarter that were very pivotal in that game and I think they had a couple of red zone opportunities right off that turnover. So Correct. I mean, again, I talked a lot about Sean McVay. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL and oh, yeah. I, and I and you know, he proves it week after week. It's not just last week. Daniel Jones, you know, without his star receiver, okay, but the guy still has athletes around around yes. him. I mean, Evan Ingram still there, uh, Sterling Shepard. I'm just tired of talking about him with with his weapons. I mean, they gave him the the guy, uh, Kenny yeah. Galladay, and you know he still hasn't done much. But but again, Kenny's been out. I I just don't believe in Daniel Jones anymore. It's it's hard to now. It's it's what year. Th- three for daniel it might be four but yeah no he's had there's plenty of tape on daniel's like i think he is who he is at this point yeah so that's that's really all i have to say i I think it comes down to him offensive line not great the giants got a long way to go i think they're probably the worst team in the nfc east yeah and that's surprising i i know um i had them as competing for a wild card, I, I said before, I thought them and the, and the football team and the Cowboys is all between be between eight and ten wins. Now it's looking like the Giants might be struggling to get four or five. Um, it's not going to get any easier for them. They're starting left tackle Andrew Thomas, who I at one point considered a bust, but he's been playing a lot better. He went on IR, so the litany of injuries continues to grow for them. I believe that Galladay and Saquon and Kadarius Tony will all miss this week's upcoming game, so they're going to be leaning on like I said, Shepard and Devontae Booker, maybe the tight end with Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. But without Blake Martinez, the leader of that defense, it's just not looking good, man. I don't I don't know right now if you had to ask me what the New York football giants do well. I don't know. I don't even do not even know what their strength is. And that's not me being a hater. I just think that it's not good right now to if, if you're a Giants fan. So, you know, we, we will look forward to see if, if, if they improve. You never know. You never know. Maybe Dan, maybe Danny Dimes finds a spark and gets them. Because I really think all it takes, man, whether it's you guys, the Eagles, um, or the Giants, you can just string together back-to-back wins. It'll change the chemistry in that locker room, get some morale going, and put yourself in position to be a wild-card team. Because as we know, there's a 17-game season. There are seven teams that make the playoffs now, so there's still opportunity. It's still October. I think you will notice late in the year, come week 12, week 13, these teams that are struggling more and more, their players will just so happen to get hurt. Yeah. I think that this, particularly this season, you will see more injuries than you've ever seen before in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a war of attrition, man. And adding, adding an extra game to the schedule is, is certainly not going to help. It's, it does seem Especially like if you're not fighting for anything, you know, like, right. like at that point. I know me, you, Luds, we're all fantasy guys. It seems like just uh, so many guys have a Q next to their name these days. Like everybody is banged up. So uh, that's what let's get to the first place team in the division. And I'm not going to get all crazy and pound the table, but I will say, how about them, Cowboys? 
And I think the reason that my Cowboys are playing so well is because health is wealth. And the Cowboys are pretty damn healthy right now. Um, we're going to be getting back some guys too. I'll talk about that as we uh, preview week seven. But George, I love this victory for my Cowboys over the Patriots. And the reason I love it is because this is such a traditional game of the old Cowboys of what can go wrong, will go wrong, as Stephen A. Smith says. It didn't happen this game because it like Dak Prescott threw an interception. Dak Prescott fumbled at the one yard line on fourth and goal. Side note, I believe he got in the end zone on third and goal, and that was a bad call by the officials, but that's that's just me being a homer. Um, but there was a dude, there was a lot of things we had to overcome in this game. Uh, Zeke had like 70 yards. Pollard had 40. So they both were running the ball decent, but it wasn't the 200 yards a game we've been averaging the past month. So we had to overcome some things. And of course, who am I going to shout out? No other than number seven, who got his seventh interception, guys, in six games. Trayvon Diggs tied an NFL record. A guy he tied is named Rod Woodson. He's a pro bowler for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Google him if you know who he is. If your name is in the same sentence as Rod Woodson, you're doing something right. The interception that he had, the way that, that, that Trayvon Diggs breaks on the ball, it's like a wide receiver, man. I posted it on the NFC East Feast Instagram this week. He has as many catches and more yards and touchdowns than Jalen Rager, who's a starting wide receiver in this league. And I'm not just saying that to hate on Jalen Rager. I'm talking about Trayvon Diggs is that. You've actually good. had Jalen Rager's back after I hated on Jalen Rager. I had. But after that, <laughs> after that stat, I mean, I might, I might start uh, turning my tides towards <laughs> your way. Because it's, it's crazy, man. This guy is playing at such an elite level. I don't want to jinx him, but I feel like there's actually almost no way to, to keep it up at this point. I mean, he almost had another interception this game. One of, one of, he could have had an extra one. It's just, he's playing great. Um, but like I said, there was some there was some things that discouraged me in this game. I don't know where Micah Parsons was for the first time all year. He seemed um, to not be effective. Leighton Vanderesh is looking like he's a cut candidate right next to his boy Jalen Smith. He's not playing well. Um, but all in all, our defense, I mean, like like we do, we bend, we don't break, we give up a lot of yards. Mac Jones played pretty damn well. Dude. I'm a fan of Mac Jones. We were talking about Alabama quarterbacks earlier, and I think we both agree he's probably the best that have that has come out. In this Nick Saban era, he's very efficient. Um, he's like a point guard. You know, he finds the open receiver and he makes he makes the right throw. Um, the, obviously, Trayvon Diggs, the way he's playing the interception isn't all on him. But I mean, right after Diggs got the interception, you saw that big play by Kendrick Bourne. Now I don't know. CT would probably be able to tell us breaking down film whose fault that was. I don't know if it was Trayvon's fault or I don't know if it was our free safety Demonte Casey. If I had to guess, it's Demonte Casey because Demonte Casey got a DUI on Monday morning. So he's probably had a little bit of vodka in his Gatorade. But, um, you know, I hope that he gets his legal issues. issues got a DWI, bro. Get the legalities right. Oh, damn. You're right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I know you're reading the police reports of Dallas-Fort Worth. <laughs> but what did you think, man? I mean, I'm not going to ask you to, to, to kiss our ass, but you got to be impressed with this Cowboys team right now. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's – it's consistent and right. it's 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 so much fun to be a fan as you and Luds know now. Uh, when you see a consistent product on the field, you see them getting stops at third down. You're seeing interceptions. You're seeing turnovers. Um, you're seeing them drive the ball down the field at will, and then also making pivotal plays and pivotal moments. I think is just always fun to be a fan at that point. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you. And Thank you. I uh, I think the Cowboys are as they said when they won that. That game against the Patriots, even though it was in overtime, they said it was a Super Bowl contender, and I know that's to hype them up. It sure but is. I don't. I, 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 
I, I have a hard time arguing that how 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 can you not say they're a Super Bowl turn or, uh, uh, contender? So it's um, and they're getting Lyle Collins back in week eight. Uh, that yep. they got they got a bye week coming up. They're going to get healthy. Uh, I thought that Pats game might have been a trap game in a way. They definitely battled. It was not a blowout. It was yeah. a lot of back and forth. Uh, I think Mac played out of his mind. Probably the best he's played all year. So that's so sure. something maybe the defense is 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 still kind of middle of the road, maybe on the bottom end. Who knows? Sure. Um, but they're getting turnovers, right. and and without those turnovers, one guy is getting at? turnovers. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our defense was a, was a concern, man. Damian Harris ran all over us. I'm a little worried about our D line. I'm very worried about the penalties. It was a very sloppy game for us. We had over a hundred yards in penalties. And I've mentioned this a few times, guys. I'm very worried about Mike McCarthy. I feel like there was a couple coaching blunders in that game and another time management issue at the, at the end of the first half. And it's like we've said, man, you've got Dan Quinn, who everyone thinks that Dan Quinn is like this uh, Legion of Boom cover three guy. Dan Quinn has grown. He's playing a lot of man stuff. He's mixing it up a lot. I love that. But as my head coach, Mike McCarthy, I'm I'm concerned. As we as we become a Super Bowl contender, as some people may say, I do question our coaching staff, at least the head coach. One more guy I want to shout out before we move on is um, Randy Smokedog Gregory. Two huge sacks. One of them totally blindsided Mac Jones. Oh, there was an, yeah, yeah, there was an NFL yeah. next gen stat of the time that Randy Gregory is getting off the ball to hitting the quarterback. It's like two point something seconds. He's he's balling, man. So I love Randy Gregory. Um, and um, one of those forced to fumble. Um, that that uh, our rookie Golston scooped up. You could have saw the quarterback was yelling, "Who's got greens?" <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog, bro. You you let him smoke some weed. He's balling, man. You can, you can't don't sweat the technique. Um, Dak Prescott threw for 446 yards in this game, George. That is the most against any Bill Belichick coach New England Patriots team in the ever. And he's been coaching uh-huh. the Patriots for about 20 years. So that, that's that's impressive, man. So shout out to Dak. Shout out to my entire Dallas Cowboys. You guys, uh, you guys deserve this bye week, and um, I hope we get we get rested, we get healthy. Since we won't be talking about the Cowboys um, in our previews, um, you already mentioned Lyle Collins will be back off his suspension. Michael Gallup will most likely be back. Um, Dak did hurt his calf on the last play of the game, the game-winning touchdown to CD Lamb. But they said if he had to play this week, it might be questionable, but he will be good to go for a Halloween night when we play the Minnesota Vikings. So looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to week seven, man. Although my Cowboys aren't playing, we got some good NFC East matchups. Um, a team that we've become very familiar with, George, is the Carolina Panthers. And now the Panthers will play the Giants. They've already played the Cowboys and they've already played the Eagles. So they're you know, obviously they're going to make their way around this division. I believe Christian McCaffrey will miss this game again, but Chuba Hubbard has played very admirably um, in, in the relief of Christian McCaffrey. Sam Darnold has struggled, though. His first couple games when they were on that win streak, it was like, oh, like maybe, you know, it was all on the Jets, and the Darnold's actually pretty good. He has come back down to earth, crashing back to reality, man. So I think this is a big week for him to get back on track. DJ Moore, we've said it. I don't know if it's going to be... Um, excuse me, who, who, who am I thinking of? Or Dory Jackson, or it's going to be James Bradbury covering DJ Moore, but he um, has had a great start to the year. I do want to shout out Xavier McKinney. He's their second-year safety out of Alabama. He had two interceptions last week, so one of the few bright spots for the Giants was Xavier McKinney, but they're beat up, as we said, man. Um, Galladay's going to miss. Saquon's out, so they're going to be depending on Dante Pettis, 
uh, Shepard, Devontae Booker. So it's it's just it's I don't think this is the week, man. I think the Giants are going to suffer another loss. I do think it's a competitive game. Um, it is going to be in New York, I believe. So hopefully the Giants fans can uh, can give them a little bit of juice. But I will I'll say the Panthers get back on track. They won three in a row. Now they lost three in a row. But I think they finally get back in the win column. I'll take the Panthers to win a close game, 24-20, to 20, Carolina. How you see this one going? Yeah, these are – at first I'm thinking they're equally matched. It, it's it's tough, though. Danny Dimes showing last week just didn't help my confidence. He's got to have a comeback game here. I'm actually going to take the Giants here, ah. uh, surprisingly. I, I think this this has to happen. I think this is a winnable game for him. Uh, I know Luds is laughing at me right now, but I'm I'm dead serious. I think they have to win this game. I, I might don't be think a must win. I don't think the Panthers are are overly competitive um, against them, and I think they can maybe hit a couple weak spots they have, cause a couple turnovers, and make things happen against against Sam Darnold. So yeah, I'll take this one, Giants. I'll take it in an ugly game. Um, Danny Dimes throws for three touchdowns, throws a pick. I'm going to go 27 to 21. 27 21, the Giants get their second win of the season. Well, we'll see, man. That defense is going to have to step up. Somebody's going to have to make plays for them. So, and it's like, this might be, this might be a must win, man. I know we were high on Joe Judge last year after a, they struggled out of the gate to go 0 and 5. He really rallied the troops and turned that team around. We'll see if he's got it in him again. So, best of luck, Coach Judge and the Giants. I'm going to say that's a lock, dude. I'm going to say that's a lock. You're locking it, bro. That's my opposite of the week, and I'm locking it. I'm truly high on that game. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to another game that might be a lock, maybe not for the side that you want, and that is the Washington football team who will be playing in Lambeau Field, bro, against the Packers. And George's like, I don't, I'm not even trying to be mean, bro. I just, I just feel sorry for y'all. Like, this schedule is brutal. How are you going to go from pacing Patrick Mahomes to then Aaron Rodgers? The Packers started off 0-1. They had that really ugly week one ass-whipping at the hands of the Saints. They've won five in a row since, man. Rodgers is cursing at the Bears fans in Soldier Field last year. He's got his swagger back. Um, I, I love Aaron Jones and... A.J. Dillon, um, their two-headed monster at running back. Uh, Devontae Adams is as good as it comes at wide receiver in this league. Um, and their defense isn't is anything to to, uh, to bat an eye at. I, I love Jair Alexander. He missed last week. He will be back. He's one of the better corners in this league. And um, Kenny Clark might may, may miss this game. He's one of their defensive tackles. Uh, but, dude, the Packers, like I said, they're, they're up in that upper echelons of the NFC. And it's just, I mean, just if you just look at the quarterback matchup, man, Taylor Heineke versus Aaron Rodgers. And it, it, it doesn't matter if it, if it was Heineke. It doesn't matter if it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's going to be a mismatch. A stat that I saw today, man, since Kirk Cousins departed for Minnesota, the Washington football team is 19-35. and 35. That's your record. So, I mean, like, not that Kirk Cousins was great, but you like that. He took you to the playoffs. So, I think... Once you solidify the quarterback position, maybe it's in-house right now. Maybe it's Kyle Allen. I don't know. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about this game, George, before we get into the X's and O's, is there's a rumor going around I mentioned earlier about um, Deshaun Watson going to Miami. Now, the another rumor is that there that is going to be a three-team deal, 
and that in the three-team trade, you guys will get Tua Tagovailoa. Is that something you'd be interested in, or you think you'd re- like to stay uh, away no, from that? No, I would stay very, very, very far away from that. Uh, want no part of that. Again, I want to I wanna get someone that we like in the draft. Um, hopefully, Ron makes the right decisions. And, uh, yeah, uh, back to the game. I don't know what to say, dude. <laughs> I'll what? be honest. I mean, I, I could break it down to where – I mean, I could really paint this picture, but I, I Any just, given Sunday. Come on. Any given Sunday. There you go. Any given Sunday, Heineken could throw for 725 yards and 12 touchdowns, and oh. that's the only way we won this game because Aaron Rodgers is just going to throw the ball all over us. Yeah. And uh, – yeah, we're gonna have to break his leg in the first quarter or something, dude. That'd be the only way to win this game. I mean, it might. I mean, he's got he's got kind of a sensitive ego. You might be able to break that if you guys talk some shit to him. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, hopefully that D line full of first rounders shows up in this game. It's so crazy. You guys give up 30 points a game now. It's so wild compared to that defense last year that that led you guys to the playoffs. A lot of the same characters are still there. I hope that they show up in this game. However, I don't think they will. I will say, you guys. Hold them to under 30. And I've got the Green Bay Packers 29 to 17. How about you? Um, I'm just looking at some of the recent games that the Packers played. I mean, they beat the Bears by 10. They beat the Bengals by 3. They beat the Steelers by 10. They beat the 49ers by 2. So they haven't really blown anybody out. Um, I don't think Washington is, is a team that they can – totally blow out in this game i think honestly if heineke doesn't turn the ball over this game could possibly be within three to five points sure. um I, I i don't see us winning whatsoever though but i i think if heineke does not turn the ball over I, i'm gonna you know go wishful thinking here and our defensive line gets a pass rush and and holds the ball uh or, or tries we try to run the ball a little bit and antonio gibson is is you know somewhat healthy i'll go ahead and say Keep this low scoring. I'll go 17 to 23. 17, 23. So a, cl- a close loss. I mean, I think at this point, man, if you guys can get some, some moral victories, if you will, and that might be, you know, a six point loss um, going into Lambeau field. Maybe there's a spark. Um, so somebody that we're not expecting uh, makes a play. Like, you know, a few weeks ago, DeAndre Carter took the the 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. You guys need something like that. Maybe a defensive touchdown. Where's your boy Cam Curl? I know he had a, a pick six or two last year. You guys need those guys to make a play. Maybe a scoop and score by your boy Chase. So I hope that somebody makes a play. And I'm not going to lie, George. I'm rooting for you guys. I hope that you guys beat the shit out of the Packers. So so best of luck, my friend. Oh, shout out to – I just I just got an update – uh, from the football team. So Congress is now seeking documents and information from the NFL's investigation into Washington football's team. Congress. So the so Congress is the, getting involved. First you now, had the DEA raiding your yeah, facility. Yeah. Now Congress is Oh, and we to- leaked, by the way, we leaked everyone's best friend John Gruden's emails. A hundred percent a hundred percent leaked his emails. That's what one of the former Washington football team cheerleaders actually came out. I saw and said this week that she believes Daniel Snyder leaked that information to maybe get some heat off his back and the uh, shenanigans that was going on. Uh, I know for those the girls get team. wild as soon as they realize they can make money on OnlyFans, bro. They're like, "Fuck whoever did me dirty before." You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, dude. Like, those, those bitches are showing their feet and making ten grand a month. It's crazy what they're doing on that website. Oh, dude, just paint your nails. I'll give you five roses, dude. <laughs> oh you know God. what I'm saying? Just goddamn. <laughs> 
Dude, you had a perfect segue, though, talking about John Gruden's emails because um, we're going to end our Week 7 preview talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, who will be flying to Vegas to be playing the Raiders, who last week I thought with all the distractions and the off-field stuff with Gruden, I figured that they were going to lay an egg, but they did not. They played a very good game, and they defeated the Denver Broncos. So the Raiders impressed me. They're running the football effectively. Kenyon Drake had two touchdowns last week. Josh Jacobs is an effective um, between-the-tackles runner. Um, they also have your boy Peyton Barber, who gets a few touches here and there. They don't have um, a lot of talent in the wide receiver room. Henry Ruggs runs a good deep route, but that's about it. Um, but they do have Darren Waller, who's one of the better tight ends in this league. And I think Derek Carr is um, playing as one, I would say, a top 10 quarterback um, in this league. i really, really a big fan of Derek Carr. A lot of question marks on their defense. The Raiders, I feel, I don't know if they're as good as their record says. Like right now it says the Raiders are 4-2, and two, the Eagles are 2-4. and four. I'm not sure you couldn't juxtapose those records. I don't know if the talent is that much different on these teams. But I want to you know, give the Raiders the respect that they deserve. They started off um, beating the Ravens this year, so that's a, that's a quality win. And they played good football despite, like we talked about, all of the off-field distractions. But... You guys know I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts, and that's why I'm going to pick him to go into the desert and defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. I got the Eagles in the upset of the week, George. I'm not going to put a lock on it like you did of the Giants. But I think that Nick Sirianni finally listens to me. And although Miles Sanders averages six yards a carry, you actually give him 15 to 20 touches, and they'll get you 100 yards. Jalen Hurts will have 40 or 50 yards rushing. Maybe my guy Quez Watkins goes deep. Um, Rager, we talked about, you might as well have Trayvon Diggs at wide receiver, but, um, I do like, uh, Devonte Smith, the Heisman trophy winner. We've talked about, he's played well. So I think Devonte Smith has his best NFL game and uh, maybe your boy Goddard gets, uh, gets in the end zone as well. So yeah, I got the Eagles in an upset. I got Philadelphia 27 Raiders 23. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree with you here. Okay. I don't think it's as big as an upset as you think. I don't think the Raiders – I think the Raiders are going to fall off the second half of the year, dude. I, I, I really don't think they're as good as everyone thinks they are. I don't think Derek Carr is a top five quarterback like you said. I just – I don't see it. Um, offensive line, not that great. Defensive line, very good. But how Max long Crosby. does that hold up? I like Max Crosby a lot. That guy is a freaking – He's got horsepower in him, bro. He's got a couple he horses does. in there for sure. But yeah, man, uh, this game on paper looks kind of blotted me. Uh, I'll say Jalen does get away with some RPOs and and runs quite a bit. Let's see if he could throw downfield. That's a constant question we always have. Right. Um, but you know, with with uh, with Ertz gone and Goddard all in, I think he's playing this weekend. Is he? Goddard, I think he's questionable, but I believe that he's off of COVID protocols and he will be active in this game. So I think he's going to be used quite a bit. And uh, I'll see this game as well. I'm going to see 23-27 as well. You got the Eagles? Yeah, Eagles. All right, so the East Feast is on the Eagles. Let's find out if Jay Ludz is on the Eagles because, as I said earlier, he redeemed himself last week. Going 3-1 and one in the East, he was a two-point conversion away from, from being perfect. And um, the upset parlay was one and one. I think it's impressive that um, you're not striking out in the upset parlay, Lud. So you, you rebounded very nicely. And welcome back to the feast, brother. Hey, appreciate it, boys. Week seven already, man. It, Crazy. You think about it, it's like it still feels like we're early in the season. We're already almost halfway through. 
you know? I know. So And overall, Luds, 13 and 8 overall with the 2 and 2 upset parlay. I think, I, dude, this it's a hard lead to bet. I think that you are having an extremely successful season thus far. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's it's uh it's tough. Some of these spreads are sometimes they're easier, but some of these are are tough to pick. And then you never know what happens. It's the NFL every week, man. So right. Uh, what an observation, Luds. That was that was impressive, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Always. Right? Yeah, I, uh, well, hey, before we get into the picks, um, I yeah. just want to give a shout out to uh, my friends and definitely my family. You know, I I send them the podcast link every week, and awesome. you know, I like that they tune in. And I uh, want to appreciate, you know, all our listeners. Yeah. Is there a uh, promo code after that, bro? What do you got? You selling <laughs> something, dude? No, no. But, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> we, we do need Luds, Luds, uh, George does have some NFC East Feast merchandise. So we should, we should do like a little giveaway or something. I like the shirts, man. They're pretty dope. You you have to show me that after the show for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's get let's get into the picks, whoa, man. Whoa, and, and whoa, I one add- more one more thing. Uh, my dad has been texting me wanting to get a little shout out on the show. He uh, he wanted to actually point something out to you, B. He thinks uh, Troy Aikman is the best broadcaster in football right really? now, and he wanted oh. your opinion, being a Cowboys fan. Uh, what's your feeling on uh, Troy Aikman? First of all, shout out to Hurricane Rick. I do. I loved when we used to. Your pops would come up to Billy Jackson and have a couple PBRs with us. So your your dad's your dad's a great guy. So pr- appreciate you. That's a legend, dude. Love yeah, it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And and all of our the majority of people listen to this podcast. Let's be, let's be honest. We get a good turnout, but most of them is our family and friends, and we appreciate y'all supporting us. Maybe one day we'll grow, but as of right now, you know it's a, it's a, it's our fan base. Um, it's 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 fam. So so we love y'all, man. As far as the Troy Aikman. I will say he's right there with Chris Collinsworth. I'm a big fan of Collinsworth Ooh, on Sunday. Collinsworth. Sunday night yeah, I do, man. I like Collinsworth. And I, I initially didn't like Collinsworth, but he has grown on me, and I'm a big fan of him. But I he's do consistent. like yes. Collinsworth has never ruined the game for me. That's for sure. I think yes. uh, Michaels and, and uh, Collinsworth are the best duo in, in the league. But um, I, I tried telling my dad, I was like, I like Tony Romo. A lot, and my dad just like thinks Romo. Aikman. My dad thinks Aikman blows Romo away. Uh, yeah. I agree. I think Tony gets a little too excited. We're like when he starts calling out the plays and the, like the the inflection in his voice. Like he gets a, he gets and like I get it. I get I I get excited on this podcast. You know, because like I could I couldn't imagine you know being the CBS's number one broadcaster and you have millions of people listening to you. But I think sometimes his emotion gets the best of him. And probably because Troy Aikman is half in the bag most of the time drinking tequila with Joe Buck, as he is right now as we watch the Browns and Broncos. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. He, um, he is very calm. He's very methodical with, with his uh, analysis, especially of the quarterbacks in this league. And, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with your dad. I think that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I would say, are my favorite team. But Collinsworth and Al Michaels are right on their heels. Right, I don't experience right. those kind of guys, man. Every time I watch what my team play, it's either Mark Sanchez, RG3, <laughs> Brady <laughs> Quinn, bro. Yeah, that's what I hear, dude. I mute it half the time. It's ridiculous. And, yeah, and, not, uh, getting, not getting the A-team. And to get off a little off topic, too, uh, my family members, uh, shout out to you guys. Start start placing some bets on my pick so you can uh, buy, me buy me something nice for Christmas. Please, the guy, the guy's thirteen and eight. That, 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 yeah, hurry up and do it, brother. Supply chain is broken. You got to hurry up and you order these things now. All right, all right. Yeah, so what? Right. Uh, so what game do you guys want to start with? 
I want to start with the Panthers going to New York. Um, the Panthers are a road favorite. We got Carolina minus three. George is saying the Giants are a lock. Luds, what you say? Um, <clears throat> I was just looking on my phone right before the show just to kind of see what the status was, but I don't know if Gilmore is going to play or not. Um, oh, I forgot about Stephon Gilmore. He actually practiced Wednesday. Um, I guess they're just kind of putting it on him, see how he feels Sunday, but he might right. suit up. Uh, I think that's a big addition, even though he might not play a ton of snaps, but he'll be in there. Um, I think that boosts their defense quite a bit. Uh, I think oh, Darnold yeah. does enough to get it done. Uh, I think Giants could be competitive in this game, but uh, you know they got a shaky old line still. Saquon, everybody knows he's out. Um, the receivers are banged up. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely got Carolina winning this game, 26-17. Uh, Carolina minus three. Well, I'll just swallow on the three with Carolina. All right, I like that pick. Uh, let's uh, go to Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra, where George's Washington football team is coming in as an eight-and-a-half-point dog. Not going to be an it's easy victory. It's a bit It's a bit much. A bit let's much. see if let, yeah. let, where are you going with this. So Washington defense. <clears throat> It's given up 309 and a half passing yards per game. I Getting believe gashed, it. worse in the NFL. They're yeah. playing Aaron Rodgers this week. You're surprised Green Bay's favorite eight and a half. He's a bad man. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Look, man, I'll give Washington credit. They hung in there with the Chiefs. That first half, um, even into the third quarter, it was competitive. You know, um, right. they hung in there. There was a couple fluky turnovers, you know. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> but the Chiefs bounce back. Um, I just, yeah, they're rolling right now. They're at home. Uh, Green Bay, thirty to twenty. So not too crazy of a score. Thirty to twenty. Green Bay minus eight and a half. But you will swallow the eight and a half. So, so yeah, a close loss. But you will, oh. you will take Green Bay. And I, and I do want to point something out about Aaron Rodgers, which I thought was funny. So last week when he was running into the tunnel. Uh, yes, a huddle. Chicago Bears fans are flicking him off, giving him the bird. Uh, and as he's on his way into the tunnel, they're all giving him the bird. He goes, "I own you." To all the fans, which I thought was pretty. <laughs> he goes, I've, I've always owned you. He's yeah. going to hell. Uh, that's dude. awesome, dude. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that, I thought that I had to bring that up. Amazing. Yeah, no, Rodgers is feeling himself. I think it's very interesting. I don't know, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys, we're laughing. Something happened <laughs> off camera. But let's get back to football. Um, Rodgers is kind of flirting <laughs> with um, Mike Tomlin. Did you say farting? No. <laughs> let's be honest. George just ripped ass. <laughs> Oh, loud. And I hope that shows up on the microphone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I kept Aaron it together, Rogers, though, bro. I kept it going. <laughs> you know, you did very well. Yeah. Rodgers is getting very flirty with Mike Tomlin, talking about how he loves the way they do things there, and it's a great operation in Pittsburgh. So I think that Aaron Rodgers is setting himself up with wearing the black and gold next year. That's a Pittsburgh. good point, man. That's a good point. And I think uh, Pittsburgh could be dangerous. Can you imagine if they have oh, Rodgers with that with Those weapons? Yeah, Najee oh, yeah. Harris is looking real good. Yeah, so oh, yeah. shout I out like to Delhi. We, yeah, we we love you, Delhi, and we hope that your Steelers uh continue their win streak. Man, that's uh, that's nice. I like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Um, and let's finish up the week seven picks where we have the Philadelphia Eagles flying to Las Vegas. Um, the Raiders are. 
three-point favorites at home. Luz, you know me and George are on Philly on the upset special. How you feeling? I'm with you guys this week. Philly, baby. Philly. I am taking Philly this week. I'm I'm um I'm not surprised you guys both took Philly, but I, I just don't believe in the Raiders, man. Nah, I mean I don't think they're I don't, a good team. I, don't, I totally I don't agree with George. Good. I think their second half they're gonna fold. They just lost their head coach. Um the guy filling in though, I heard is a great dude. Like I heard they're gonna Rich, you know Rich yeah, Pisaccia. A lot of people love him. I think they're definitely gonna play hard for him. But I think uh I think the Eagles get it done this week, man. I think they're uh I think they get a nice bounce back week, to be honest. I think Carr, I think they'll put up some points. Uh, I do got, I, I do have uh, Philly 28 to 24, uh, Eagles plus three. Eagles plus three. And uh, the Eagles did play on Thursday last week, so they get a little extra rest. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're all unanimous so, on the Eagles. <clears throat> you guys are 27, 23. I'm 28, 24. So, it's, I mean, it's right there. We're right in there. I, th- I think I think we're all going to get a dub on that one this week. So good good luck, uh, Philadelphia. But the moment we've all been waiting for, where are we going with this week's upset parlay? So my first upset this week, Cincinnati plus six. So Cincy upset Pittsburgh. Yes. I'm feeling another upset against Baltimore this week. Oh. I love Joe Burrow. Even if they don't win – I yeah. still like that plus six. You the take plus that Cincy six. plus six. The, that's my first one this week. Um, okay. Now, this is the big shocker. I think maybe not a huge shocker. Um, I haven't looked at the numbers on this, but I, I like this game. Tennessee plus four and a half over Kansas City. The Chiefs. So you just saw Tennessee win a nail biter against the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills, who I Shut think up. is the best team in the NFL right now. Shout out to King Henry, man. Tennessee's Henry is at home. Monster. Tennessee's at home. Kansas they play well City at home too. doesn't look good, dude. Their offensive line's bad. Give me yes. Tennessee plus four and a half. Tighten up. Tighten up, baby. Tighten I up, think Derrick Henry is just he's that guy's unreal. I you think he's not right stop that guy, dude. As of right now, with all due respect to Aaron Donald, I think that Derrick Henry is the individually the most dominant player in the sport. Thank you. I had this written down. I think he's the most lethal offensive weapon in the NFL right now. Yes. I think um, I forgot who plus I forgot who tweeted. I think Des Bryant may have tweeted it. My boy. Um Derrick Henry is the player that we all created in Madden growing up. Like just like just big, fast, strong. He's, the guy's a monster. Shout so, out to our boy CT Titan. Yeah. I'm not taking these plus two and a half, plus one, plus one this week. I'm taking the plus six, plus four and a half. It's Bold. good money. That's good money this week. Oh, those are yes. No, that that's I like big money. These two that picks. Is. Like I said, since he might not win, but the plus six is nice and Tennessee plus four and a half, I think they actually win that game. So are we For no sure. longer doing upsets? No, I mean those those are upset those bets. Upset. That's the They're upset bets. I'm a little sketchy on Cincy winning, but the plus six, okay. though, I mean, you're still going to win with the plus six. But the, so but the parlay would not actually hit as much, though, if you're just choosing the spreads, obviously. All right. Well, yeah. The, okay. Oh, man, you got me there. Yeah. If you no, parlay like those teams, though, though. I like them. Yeah. I like if you like had Cincy head. plus six, Titans plus four, yeah. um, that's that's still that's going to be at least two to one for you. <laughs> exactly. Still an upset, Harley. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate the content as always, Luds. You've you been wanna, you've been ki- 
Real quick, you want to? Did we state Lutz's record currently? Did we yeah, go through 13 that? Thirteen and eight. Okay, 13, thirteen and eight okay. going into this week. Thirteen uh, two and, and two. In, in the two the east, and two on the upset in the east, parlay. Two and two in the upset parlay. And, and Lutz, I got, like I said, I got to give you credit. Even the weeks you're not hitting the parlay, you're at least getting one for two. So you, you're right in there. there. You're battling, brother. Yep, I appreciate battling. it. Thank you for having as, me as on, the, fellas. Of course. As the NFC East will continue to battle this week, obviously I will miss seeing my Dallas Cowboys play, but I'm looking forward to watching the Washington football team, the New York Giants, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And we appreciate all of you guys listening. This is the NFC East. Beep. Beep.